Are your email customer flows fatiguing? When's the last time you looked at the stats, like the percentage of your email flows and how much it's attributed to your total Shopify revenue? It's so worth checking it out. I'm going to share with you in this episode my stats and what I did to refresh my Clavio email flows this January in preparation for the year ahead. Are you in the early days of an online business? Perhaps you're just thinking about starting one or just a couple of months or a couple of years in. I started two e-commerce brands in 2020 and built them over a few years. In fact, I even sold one at the end of 2023. This podcast is about sharing real-time challenges and wins of growing small online businesses here in Australia. So join me from my kitchen table in Adelaide while you listen into my practical diary style podcast. I'm cheering you on too as you carve out your own success in business. If you're tired of doing it all alone and you'd like to work with me one-on-one from someone who's not in the weeds of your day-to-day, I'd love to hear from you and hear all about your business. You can find me at aussieonlinegrowingonshopify.com.au. Hey, welcome to Aussie Online Growing on Shopify. This is episode number 72. I want to talk to you today about email marketing revenue and Klaviyo and email flows. So if you use email marketing or uh, if you have an email, you know, management CRM system, um, I wonder if you use Klaviyo. Klaviyo is sort of totally become the industry leader, I think, in e-commerce in the past few years it actually hasn't been around that long at least not that i've been aware of it seemed fairly new on the scene for me even in 2020 i don't know how long it had been around for but it's totally taken over the e-commerce world when it comes to email marketing so there's lots of similar platforms of course maybe use mailchimp constant contact there's lots of other crms uh, but clavio i use and i love for many reasons and i want to talk today about clavio email flows or email flows in general and do you have many email flows set up for your revenue for your e-commerce store and the most basic you know the most common ones you probably hear all the time are abandoned cart Email flows, that's a really common one. So there are so many others, of course, as well you could have. But I don't want to go through all the nitty gritty of the types of flows and what's in the emails and everything today. But I do want to share with you something I have discovered recently because I want to encourage you to go back and look at your email marketing or your email flows and refresh them. So when's the last time you had a look through your email flows? Like, do you have a welcome sequence or a post-purchase sequence or an abandoned cart sequence? or I don't know, a specific sequence for lead generation. I have a giveaway sequence, which is like my lead gen sequence. Do you have a specific sequence off the back of a particular product that might relate to some helpful resources of that product, some additional PDF resources to that product, Uh, lots of different options. And whatever email flows you do have, when's the last time you had a look through and refresh them? And also, when's the last time you had a little look at your stats to check what the percentage of your revenue is that comes specifically from those flows? So with e-commerce, hey, we have so many different balls in the air, I suppose. There's lots of different um, carriages to our steam train that we are driving, barreling down the tracks as the driver and the CEO of our business. And email marketing is just one of those carriages on our steam train. And email flows is such an incredible, powerful tool when it comes to revenue for e-commerce for one simple reason is that it's automated. 
anything you can spend time doing in e-commerce you set up once and then you can basically leave it or you just come back and refresh it and tweak it and check it and test it and adapt it improve it over time but for the most part you leave it alone and it just works in the background um, automatically is so worth the time in investing in doing it to begin with and setting up and when I looked back at my email flows I wasn't surprised to see that my percentage of revenue so the percentage of revenue from my email flows as opposed to all of my e-commerce revenue that percentage has shrunk in the last six months and I wasn't surprised to see that so when I looked at the July to September quarter in 2023 the percentage that my email flows attributed to all of my e-commerce revenue was 16% and I'm talking just about flows here I'm not talking of course about email campaigns that you would set up and send out purposely every week to your you know your newsletter list or your engage list and all that sort of stuff I'm not talking about the campaigns you run these are just the flows that are automatic and the percentage of my total revenue that my email flows contributed June, Jul July and September in 2023 was 16%. I was pretty happy with that. That's a really great stat. I'm really wrapped with that because remember, these flows have, I set them up, well, I set them up like three years ago and then every 12 months I pop in and I refresh them. So I go back in and see what's happening, what the content's like, is it a bit outdated, does it need some new content? And then when I looked, so 16% was the revenue total, the percentage of revenue total attributed to the flows in July to September. But when I look at the very next quarter of October to December 2023, that percentage dropped to 10%. So 10% of my total e-commerce revenue during October and December could be attributed to my email flows. So it had dropped from 16% in one quarter to 10% in the following quarter. And I wasn't surprised to see that because, I'll tell you why, because these flows, like I said, need a little bit of maintenance. You need to go in and refresh them. And I hadn't done that since January 2023. So now, a year later, January 2024, I wasn't surprised to see that they were a bit fatiguing, I suppose I would say. It's a good term to use. The email flows were fatiguing. And so they needed a bit of my attention. I spent a full day uh, earlier this week updating all of my big flows so my top three flows are customer thank you so post purchase uh, abandoned cart and my welcome series for newsletter sign sign ups and then my fourth biggest one is my giveaway or my lead gen flow so those are my main four flows and they're the ones that push or drive all the revenue uh, as far as flows are concerned for my e-commerce brand and that revenue has dropped from 16% to 10%. And I, I wasn't surprised, like I said, because I hadn't looked at those flows since January 2023. So it's been nearly a full year, it's been a full year now that I've sat down and refreshed them all. And they definitely needed some updating. They needed some new content, needed um, a bit of tweak to the copy. I did some new email subject lines, all that sort of stuff. I added some new emails in, I deleted some of the emails from the flow, I altered some of the delayed in times, I made some of them 14 days, some of them were 10 days, uh, I changed the flow so that the first couple of emails in each flow arrives within 48 hours and then they start to spread out a little bit more over time after that and then uh, you know the customer welcome flow for newsletter signups you drop out of that flow once you make a purchase and then after you've made a purchase you just get caught up in my post purchase flow and then also my weekly email campaign so when i look between how many i send as a weekly campaign 
And I'm usually sending a campaign once a week to my newsletter list, at least once a week, but that's probably the average. Then I don't obviously want my customers, if they're either on a newsletter list or a post-purchase customer flow, to also get an email every like three or four days because then I'm bombarding these people. So I made the delay between them about two weeks. So between the email from me every week, one of these every two weeks, it's like three emails a fortnight I kind of thought was about happy. Like I was happy with that. It's like an email every five days or so. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'm happy with that. Particularly when I looked back at the content, made sure it was fresher and uh, a little peppier, a little more concise, a little punchier. It's good content. So the content I have pulled is improved. So how do you decide that? I would honestly encourage you to go back and look at all the campaigns you've sent your customers in Klaviyo or whatever email service provider you use and you pull your best ones. So I went back and looked at my campaigns for probably the last six months and I found the best performing ones. They either had a great open rate, a great click rate or a great revenue rate. And I saved those specific emails into my templates and then I went back and added those exact emails into the flows. So now I feel like customers and whatever email flow they happen to be in are getting like the best of the content I have sent in the last six to nine months. So I did a total refresh. It felt really good. I felt like this was such valuable work. This sort of work, like I said, it's 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 a lot of work. It takes a lot of brain power. It's massively time consuming. It's one of those jobs that isn't urgent because it's already working anyway. It can be so easy to push this stuff to the back burner when it's just ticking along in the background. But if you're not jumping in and checking the stats on these tools to see they're still performing as well as they should be for you it can honestly easily slip away and you can find that the cost per you know lead or um, increases crazily or your click rate starts to drop your revenue starts to drop per recipient or the revenue per email if you leave it too long you jump back in you think that email's not even relevant anymore so someone's receiving it and doesn't even you know reflect my brand so it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword with Clavio flows or anything we set up that's an automation. It, it can be easy to set and forget. And it's fun to do that. It feels good to do that. That's why we love it. But you always need to remember there needs to be a time frame. You put it on your calendar, put it on your yearly calendar. Remind yourself at least a couple of times a year to go back. Check the stats for yourself to see if these flows are fatiguing or if they're still performing well. And then do a bit of a refresh and check the copy, check the email subject lines, check the images, check the products. Are you sending people to a product that doesn't even exist anymore? Or are you sending people to content on social media? You could actually include one of your best social media posts in one of these emails too. I suggest doing that if you haven't got a huge bank of campaigns built up, if you haven't been emailing your customers regularly for the last 12 months and you can't pull a lot of great performing emails what's your best performing socials like send your customers to your social media posts that they can go and read and comment on turn those socials into an email have you got some blog posts you could send in to turn into an email send them to read a blog post and add that into your email flows as well so it's a bit of a mix i have a mix in these flows of inspirational content and interesting content and then a couple of product um, emails too so there's a bit of a mixture of both each of these emails too is very short I need to reiterate like they're so short each of these emails in my Clavio flows in each of the flows each email when you know you build an email most of them are about four blocks long and a block as you know could be an image it could be a text it could be a button 
it could be um, you know a line like a divider it could be your footer so three or four blocks long is not a big email I have most of my emails have a single image about three sentences of copy and a button and then at the bottom I have like a generic footer that I add to the bottom of all my emails and that's it it's only a small bit of information something bite-sized with a catchy subject line that encourages people to open it so go back and find what content you might already have to repurpose hey if you haven't looked at your Clavio flows in a while go back and check your stats look at a three-month window and find uh, just check what your revenue was in the three months then compare that revenue to your total Shopify revenue. That'll give you your percentage. And then do the same for another three-month block to see if your flows are fatiguing, if they're improving in their performance, or if they're remaining steady. And that'll give you a clue as to whether it's probably time to schedule some work on refreshing them or repurposing some content you already have somewhere else and chucking it into an email. And then see what sort of flows you have. Are you happy with the flows you have are you happy with how people move from one into the next based on their behavior? Uh, do you need to look at maybe the delay or the time frame between each and see if that needs a bit of updating? And that will be purely determined on how often you send actual campaigns. Like I said, if, if you send an actual campaign to your newsletter list at least once a week, like I do, then your flows don't need to be sending automatic emails necessarily every week. They could be stretched out a bit longer. But if you're a little bit, um, you know, inconsistent with your emails to your customers or your newsletter list, like which is all good, that's totally normal, then maybe you want to set up some flows that, that send a little more regularly for you. And then that work is kind of taken care of and you kind of don't need to stress so much about knowing there's something you should be doing that you're not doing because you know that your flows are, are doing some of the heavy lifting for you. If you're just not getting around to sending emails as often as you'd like to be, or as often as you probably know that you need to be. So this episode uh, was just a bit of a, a check-in for this time of year. I think it's really important to go and look at some of these metrics and some of this work that maybe you shelve for an important time of the year like January, when maybe you've got some more bandwidth, maybe you have a bit more time. If you're not selling a summer product, if you're selling a summer product, you're probably far too busy at the moment with other things, in which case maybe June or July is the time of year to put a little poster on your wall and make sure you make some time or carve out um, two days even um, once a year to do this sort of work. It's not a lot of time when you think about it that way. When you uh, equate that to the percentage of revenue, this could actually be for you that happens like day in, day out, and you don't even have to think about it. So do you find this episode helpful? I encourage you to share this episode because if you share this episode with somebody, it actually helps my podcast reach more Aussies who may benefit from my tips and tricks and, and real life everyday experiences from someone who's not like in the weeds of your day-to-day -day business, but I get to go through all the the nitty gritty and the day-to-day -day weeds of my own business. And I hope that encourages you as you're growing in your own e-commerce journey. I hope my diary style podcast is encouraging for you. We spent some time together. We've shared some real-time challenges and wins of growing in a product business in Australia. And if you're tired of doing it all alone and you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one from someone who's not caught up in your day-to-day -day crazy busyness, I'd love to hear from you and hear all about your business and what you do and what you're trying to build. You can find me at Aussie Online Growing on Shopify.com.au for some one-on-one -on -one strategy support. I'll see you next time. As always, keep learning.